Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode eight of the Two Pad Stack. I'm your host, Aaron Ace Chisling, and uh, my wonderful co-host, co-host Burge, is not here this week. So shout out to Burge. Um, hope everything's going well. We'll see you next week. Um, we've got somebody that's going to be filling in his uh, boots this week, and an old friend of mine from when I was a, a, a guest host on the OB podcast, Brett Howard, is joining this week. How's it going, Brett? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Good, good, dude. It's been a uh, it's been a crazy week. Like it's flown, flown by. Mm-hmm. Um, some exciting news with the primetime team. Obviously, this podcast is brought to you guys in partnership with um, the primetime productions crew. Um, as you guys had probably heard, now we have a uh, really great uh, football podcast uh, for the Pats and. Um, as you're listening to this right now, we just came off a pretty shitty ending to that game. But, uh, yeah, I know Brett doesn't give a shit about the NFL, but I'm going to just talk about the Pats for a second no, I, here. I, I actually I went on and watched some highlights. I watched some ball today. I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. Really? Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. I gave in. Even though it's not on the uh, you know the old CFL? <laughs> it's not my uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I don't want it. <laughs> you're not an Argonauts guy? Hell no. Hell no! Actually, you know what's funny is Ottawa's Ottawa's team. Their name is just the Red Blacks. Like, what yeah, a, I've seen that like, shit. A, they used to be the Outlaws, and that was a way better name. Like the Red that Blacks is, is just what is that? Come on! They're like, what should we come up with our name? Like, what are uh, our colors? Oh, we're red and black. <laughs> oh well, fuck it, that works. Like they could even went with the Prime Ministers, and I'd be happier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you already have the Sens in Ottawa, yeah. so I mean, you might as well keep the political thing going. Yeah. No, That'd but I did hilarious. see. I saw that the Pats didn't show up earlier. I, I don't. I don't know football well, mm-hmm. but like, if we're gonna do this and plug it a little, I'll talk the talk. And I don't know. There's just a couple plays that I saw that I was just like, eh, I don't know. Not great football in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens, dude. Like, it, it seemed like the offense wasn't ready to go. And uh, we'll keep this short here. But, I mean, like, mm-hmm. when you have two turnovers just like that in the first quarter and you're down 16 nothing before your real first offensive drive, um, it's not going to be a good time. You're going to be kind of caught, uh, you know, caught with your pants down a little bit. Um, for, for people that don't follow football like me, that's two touchdowns. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 Two touchdowns. And a bit more. <laughs> and a field goal, which is yeah. three points because that makes fucking sense. I'm a very, uh, you know, surface level Pats fan. I'm, I just kind of follow it because it's like a cultural thing down here yeah. in, uh, in, in New England. Like everyone and their mother watches the Pats. And, you know, you go to the grocery store on a Sunday morning of a Pats game. And it is an absolute zoo throughout New England. Everybody's grabbing shit to cook food. And, you know, you're, you're working the next day. If you don't know what happened in the Pats game, you're not able to have that water cooler talk. So, yeah. Um, but for those that are curious, um, that new podcast that's part of the Primetime Productions crew is called the Dropback Podcast. You can find them on Twitter at, uh, at Dropback, D-R-O-P-B-A-C-K underscore. Um and yeah, check them out. I'm certainly going to be tuning into their episode. And uh, it's the you know, Drews. When... Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Squared. Um, so yeah, check them out. And uh, obviously, I mean, the vast majority of people that listen to the Two Pad Stack already. Um, I mean, this podcast was kind of an offshoot of the OB podcast. I uh, really enjoyed my time as a as a guest host on those, um, you know, a couple shows that we did. You guys know who Brett is, but um, if you don't. 
Brett, shoot your shot. Tell us your shit real quick. Yo, shoot my shot. Buy me dinner first, Ace. God damn. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, like you, like Ace just said, you probably know me from Only Bruins. You probably follow me on Twitter. You probably know I'm batshit crazy. It, it is what it is. It comes with, this, with the uh, agenda. But, yeah, we got a great thing going on it over at Only Bruins. Um, we're proudly... Um, presented by primetime productions as well as you we're under this great umbrella together We've got a great family going and you know we we just like to shoot the shit talk bruins like you said you've been on you i think you were before danny came on and uh challenged you i think you were our like most reoccurring and and uh most sought after guest by fans so we love the listeners. We know we have a lot of crossover and bleed over here, which is fucking awesome because what you guys are doing here is awesome. Uh, it's great to hear Goalie's perspective on stuff because me and Boosie are just dumbass forwards and defensemen, right? Like we uh, we don't we don't do anything, right? But no, I'm just kidding. It's it's you guys have a great show here. I'm happy to be on. Uh, when you asked me, I was more than thrilled to do this. So. Uh, it's a little different because we don't do video pods. I said the same thing to the Something Bruins boys. So I had to clean up a little. I put my brand new London Knights hat on. Yes, yeah, everyone, you look great. Everyone yeah, drink. drink. He said everyone London. Everyone drink. <laughs> but, are you sipping um, on anything this evening? Yeah, dude. Hold on. There we are. There we go. What do we got there? Miller it's Latte. Our... Oh, Miller, Miller Latte. Latte. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh... I'm drinking basically a fake Canadian beer. Uh, I've got a wonderful Green State Lager from our oh, friends yeah. at uh, Zero Gravity Brewery. Um, that's in uh, in Burlington, Vermont. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good shit, Vermont. dude. Yeah, good stuff. Good Love stuff. You hear that, Zero Gravity? Hit me up for sponsorship opportunities. I can, uh, you know, definitely drink your shit on there. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> if not you're gonna turn into a certain um orange juice drink that went seltzer that i no longer <laughs> mention because they won't sponsor me <laughs> they who shall not be named dude i gave them so much free advertising and so much like they're like ha, ha, ha. i had people not even following me tweeting pictures of me like or two sorry taking pictures of this at this beverage <laughs> and sending them to me i don't even know who they are i love the game it was super fun while it was going on but yeah i will not mention them anymore <laughs> yeah we're not gonna talk about them um uh, so speaking of being a, a dumb fucking forward or a defenseman um stop by uh played against sports which is mm. our local use sports stuff uh store here Okay, so you guys yeah. have them up there. Every once in a while, there's one of those chains that just seems like it's everywhere, but it's not, and you sound yeah. like an idiot when you say it. But, um, yeah, we st- we stopped by Play It Against Sports. They had, oh, my God, dude, like so much shit in that Insane. place. Like, right before season start, too, right? Like, at, yeah. it's probably crazy. I walked in there, and I had to, like, be careful where I was stepping because there were so many pairs of skates. I was going to say, all they have skates over on, the floor. It's everywhere. insane. So ours here, I don't think are as big as yours. Like are, they're they're smaller stores, but yeah, every time I go, there's a wall of skates, and then there's just like three rows in front of that wall, just a full of skates. Yeah, dude, it was ridiculous. And then I also was poking around. They had like some snowboards for kids and mm-hmm. some great stuff there. Like we're 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 talking about getting my youngest a snowboard. But uh, for those that don't know, I actually announced it this week. Um, pretty exciting times for me as a dad. Um, I know Brett, you probably don't acknowledge any of your children yet, but eventually nope. somebody's going to come forward and say, Hey, yeah. you got to pay child support. 
but uh, <laughs> hey, 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 buddy, it's Canada. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna pay for it. It's not gonna be you. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll have that green card marriage by then. Fuck yeah, Danny, are you still there? Like, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah. Uh, I was funny. working. She's we're uh, she Snapchatted me today, or no, yesterday when I was at the Knights game, uh, and she was like, "You're at hockey, jealous or something." I forget what she said. And then I was just like, all I respond is future wife. <laughs> nice. Nice, dude. <laughs> so I'm still working it. Dude, it's 2023. Like, I'll marry you, and you can come down here and yeah. hang out with us. It's all good. Chuck, Chuck and Larry this shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we went to uh, went to play it against sports, and I got myself a Bucky mm-hmm. and a pair of mitts. And, uh, because I, I got an email from the guy that's organizing it, and I've talked about it already a little bit. Um, wonderful program in our local system here, Rochester Youth Hockey in Rochester, New Hampshire. Um, try hockey free weekend for kids age four to eight. Pay 225 bucks, you get a full set of gear. At the end of the weekend, um, you get three set of uh, sorry, three on ice sessions with coaches. The end of the weekend, if the kid doesn't want to play anymore, return all the gear, get all your money back, no questions asked. No shit. Yeah. Is it sponsored by Bauer? No, dude. Okay, so um, here we have one here, but it's sponsored by Bauer. But I don't think you can bring the gear. I think it's tough luck if the kid doesn't like it. Yeah, you can return all of the stuff. The only thing That's you're awesome. on your own with is like the the jock, because mm-hmm, yeah. you obviously can't take that. Can't back, right? that. So what? Why not? Yeah, right. <laughs> I actually exclusively buy pre-owned jocks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're we're doing that this upcoming weekend. Um, next time I record, next time you hear from me, I will be um, actually uh, doing my uh, uh, my my inaugural coaching opportunity here. I'm going to be. Lacing them up and uh, telling all these kids that have never played how hockey before how to play hockey. So that'll be a oh. lot of fun. Telling I can't wait kids... till your first snap show till you tell me the first time you just <laughs> internally snap. Because you know you're not going to yell at the kids. I know you. You're a fucking great dude. You have kids yourself. I just, you know that moment where you're like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be like herding cats. Like number one, they can't skate. Like so, it's gonna be terrible on that front. So I'm just gonna like try to be positive. You're doing great. Yeah, hey, hockey's hey. awesome. Hey, wait, you're a goalie. You can't skate either. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be wearing my goalie skates too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you better be. You better be. I saw. I saw. Who was it? Burge was like, wear your goalie helmet. I was like, Burge. Yeah, here, you want Ace to wear his goalie helmet where he's teaching kids. You, you can barely right. op- open your jaw, and then and then he's in my DM saying that we need to have five A's for the Bruins next year instead of a captain. Oh so. my god, dude! Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Like Burge is on I'm just another kidding. I love him. Front, I love but, him. Uh, can you imagine though? Like you're you're like trying something new, and you're like five years old, and some guy that's like two thirty pounds comes out there skating, and he's got like a like a knight's mask on from the fucking medieval period <laughs> and he's telling you what the fuck to do like i would shit myself i'd never want to play hockey oh, yeah. again dude like <laughs> it'd be the scariest experience ever it's it, maybe if you had the tim thomas style mask but i don't know that might be Mm-mm. scarier now that i think about it so i i don't have it with me i'd, I'd throw it on camera right now while i'm p- recording but i i got like uh it's got to be like a late 2000s bauer bucket the oh, large yeah. size and like yeah. these old ass like almost leather bower gloves like because i was looking online dude and i'm trying to find like a cheap like low-end helmet because i'm not gonna like actually be yeah. playing i literally no. just needed to be out there because you can't skate around as a um usa hockey coach without a helmet 
and yeah. uh, you have to be up to like certification and everything. Same thing here. So I, I had to get something. So I, I was like looking online and the cheapest thing at like our big retailer, which is pure hockey, mm-hmm. the cheapest yeah, thing it. there was like $170. Oh, yeah, man. I'm yeah, like, what see, are you doing? You know what I was just about to say, too? And I'm such a dumbass for about this. I'm going to say that. I'm going to out myself on the timeline right now. I was about to be like, bro, why didn't you just go to Canadian Tire? Whoops. <laughs> you guys <laughs> don't have that there. They have like, they have those, uh, what is it? Like the entry level helmets in adult size now. Yeah. They're like 70 bucks, which is still a fucking pretty dent for a helmet you're going to wear one, you know, a couple hours a week. Yeah, exactly. And the, the one that I found, it had the cage on it and everything. So I was like, I'm not mm. keeping the fucking cage on while I'm coaching these kids. What? So. You're not going Bedard bubble? <laughs> yeah, right? No, mm. I want to get one of those NHL 24 tinted fucking oh, bubbles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, the full dude. fishbowl, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Just I, I wear, was floored, wear a Bedard, dude. Bedard jersey <laughs> every time you coach. <laughs> and yet I'm going to fucking like fall over there because I haven't skated in like three years. It's going to be rough. Um, I was actually floored when I saw a Canadian tire for the first time. So I used to, I used to work for a software company that had me on the road mm-hmm. a lot. And my territory was, uh, basically Western Canada. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we're talking like, I went to Kelowna beautiful, and I went to, um, you know, Calgary, uh, yeah. Edmonton. Banff. I spent some time in Banff. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah, just gorgeous out there. And then I went to the Great Canadian Brew House and all oh, these other yeah. chains that were up there. I tried pizza. What is it? Pizza, um, pizza. Um, is that yeah, pizza? Yeah. No, Pizza 96 or 80, oh, something yeah, stupid like that. It's so funny, dude, because it's owned by the same person. Hold on one sec. No, well, I'm on the podcast. One sec. Sorry. Um, somebody just walked in. Um, no worries. Yeah. In Ontario here, we have Pizza, Pizza. And yeah. it, um in the west coast it's owned by the same people but it's called like pizza six seven or some shit like yeah that. some like it's numbers after yeah, yeah 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 so i did yeah. that and i was doing like and i was floored dude like that golf town store you guys have oh yeah golf town nothing sick. like that down here yep. nothing like that that was the coolest fucking thing i had seen in my life so you walk in there you probably saw like sport check too then right yep and yeah, all that stuff because they're like a conjoined company now now they have like mega sports stores they're fucking crazy that's sweet dude like i wish yeah. we had that shit we have like we have like dick sporting goods down here yeah and like yeah. you feel weird and you go on the website and you just type in www.dicks.com <laughs> it's like marty <laughs> telling us about how his company was like why are you visiting x.com so oh, yeah. much <laughs> It's like, like well, what? i swear <laughs> you walk into a fucking dick sporting goods and it's like where are the actual sporting goods like oh. way off to the left, you'll see like baseball shit and like mm-hmm. a little bit of lacrosse stuff. And they'll have like the really basic s- stuff for like hockey. They'll have like street hockey sticks and like yeah. street hockey balls and, and pucks. And then they'll have like the cheapest set of gloves and oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, the vast majority of it is, is all like Under Armour and Nike, like apparel. It's all workout shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, it's and then funny. You... Sorry, sir. Uh, when I went to I went to Arizona years ago to go see a Coyotes game, uh, back when there was well obviously back when there was still a Gala River, <laughs> but um, yeah went there and I wanted to get some Coyotes merch just because I was like why not right like they're playing the Washington Capitals I wanted to see OV but like you know I'm not gonna cheer for Washington they're in our you know conference right right so I'm like whatever. Um, 
we go. Dude, the only place, like, Dick's Sporting Goods, the only place we could find any Coyotes merch in all of Phoenix and the greater area was at Dick's Sporting Goods, and they had one T-shirt, and you know those, like, shitty, like, gimmicky T-shirts? Yeah. Like, th- yeah. that. that's literally what it was. And, and um, it, it just, like, right in the middle, shitty T-shirt, and I was just, like, shocked going through there. It was, like, all... Like obviously basketball is big out there, but it was just like all basketballs, footballs, and workout shit. That's it. They don't give a shit, dude. Yeah. Like I I I went down to Phoenix. Um, I want to say it's probably in 2011, mm. 2010. It's fucking beautiful. Actually, yeah, I was there in 2010. So we were thinking about actually me and the wife. Um, we were thinking about maybe moving out there. Um, we had just gotten married, and we were we actually flew out there for our honeymoon. It was half honeymoon, half, you know, scouting out apartments and shit because Mm -hmm. the company I was working for at the time, they were opening a new office and they're like, hey, you know, we could really use some help with like managerial stuff. If you want to go down there, you could have a a management gig. So we had already done all the research online. Like it looked great. We found like one of those big apartment complexes that had um, like three bedrooms and Mm. one of the community pools and a clubhouse and shit and it was a good deal, and then we got down there, and I'm shitting like like no shit, dude. Like mid April, and I and I know you guys are Celsius up there, but mm-hmm. it was like 110 degrees Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. and every one of their mothers like, oh, you know, it's a dry heat down there. I don't give a fuck how much of a dry heat it is. Like, do you you look at me on the camera right now? I'm a white man. Like <laughs> I am a very white man, and I sweat my ass off as soon as it gets to like 80 good old degrees. Swamp nuts. <laughs> holy shit man in april and 110 degrees like humanity's not supposed to be there dude when i went in october it was 110 degrees fahrenheit unbelievable 110 but at night it would get down to like seven like 70s right like it would get colder at night it's just the the sun there is so intense and like you said it's like that dry but it's funny you say that because i've always said if i was to move one place in the states like especially on the west coast it would be arizona I loved it. It was probably uh, we drove to the Grand Canyon. Um, mm. Like I saw a Coyotes game, obviously. Um, well, I saw my first ever football game there because uh, we went American Cardinals Thanksgiving. Game, huh? Yeah, went to a Cardinals game. Uh, it was sad, man. They were giving out free tickets to the Coyotes game if you bought Cardinals tickets <laughs> because like they couldn't fill the arena. It was so sad. So <laughs> we just we we like we sat like five rows from. Right behind where OV was shooting twice. Oh, so it was pretty cool. But um yeah, man, beautiful. Arizona is beautiful, but wait there shouldn't be civilization there. It's yeah, way dude. Too fucking like, hot. Too fucking hot. Like granted, everywhere in their mother, you know, has AC down there. So it's oh, yeah. it's mitigated because you stay inside for the vast the vast majority of the time. But like I was down there actually and I went to I just recalled I uh it was 2012 by the way okay. and I remember that because I went into a Dave and Busters during playoff <laughs> hockey like I said this was in April yeah and you want to know what happened at that Dave and Busters I watched Joel Ward score that goal against the Boston Bruins to send them oh, home no after shit. they won the cup in 2011 oh. yeah so that first round series um That's against tough. the Caps yeah I remember yeah. that so that I'm going to always good. associate that that's pool of a desert. What are, with what that are the odds experience. that I went and saw the Capitals play the <laughs> what the right? fuck the Capitals? That's what I'm getting yeah. at here. <laughs> no kidding. 
Oh man, no, but so, it, it is a beautiful place, and like you said, the last thing I will say about it, um, I was amazed. It, it's almost like Texas in the way you can get a lot of bang for your buck for real estate there. That's true because a lot yeah. of people have the same mentality as me that they don't want to fucking live there. Mm-hmm. That you can get more real estate it, it and more house. Change now, but like I remember it. Ah, beautiful place. It's, it's, you know, and I know everyone shits on the coyotes, and I get it. Whatever. Like, I've always had a because of that trip. You know, me and my dad bonded a lot. It was a great trip. So I, they're yeah. close to my heart with that. But like, fuck, if they could have figured that out there, it would have been a gold mine. There's still time, man. Like, I, I, and I, it seems like they have an exponential amount of time. Like, it seems like Batman will move heaven and earth in order to make it work down there. Can't wait to fucking fight his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Order the pay per view now on primetime productions. <laughs> yeah, right. No um, I'm putting hey, fifty dollars on Batman. Yeah, I hope so. You, you've seen me. <laughs> you know how little I am. Yeah, you're just lucky they're uh, they're not putting Bill Daly against you. He'd beat oh, the shit God. out of you. He'd eat my breakfast. That bald fuck. He'd bully me. <laughs> um. So I have a couple questions that are related to you, my friend. Are you ready? Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. So, what's it like being a Bruins fan in Leafs territory? Uh fucking insane. Honestly, people ask me all the time. Like, <laughs> people ask me if I'm from Boston. That's the funniest one. When they when I tell them I'm a Boston everything fan, they're like, "What? Are you from Boston?" I'm like, "No." They're like, "Well, you, you kind of like talk." I'm like, "I talk like a Canadian. Don't even fucking start that." But whatever. Nope. Um. So it's the the funniest thing about it all is mom is a diehard Leafs fan. So I had to make a choice at a very young age. I have leaf jerseys from when i was a little kid pictures of me in leafs jerseys but also pictures of me in bruins jerseys so it was a decision i had to made a uh, make made make sorry and um yeah it, it, it it's only tough around playoffs and it's you know what was funny about last year i didn't hear a fucking word not a single word from anyone because they knew they were like what the fuck is that right like and they kind of struggled coming out of the gates if i don't if i'm not mistaken like i don't think they came out as hot as they did a couple years ago no. so it the, the funniest one is montreal canadians fans because ontario we're right beside quebec like we yeah. get a lot i get this it's like a, it's funny because you're either, either a toronto fan if you're not a toronto fan you're a montreal fan and if you're not that you're actually pretty cool and probably a detroit fan you know what I mean? Like you're pretty probably down to earth because it's just where we are, uh, where I am. Sorry, and get ready to drink London, Ontario. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it it's different, but like there's been a lot of gloating, right? Like so the sh- the through history of the Bruins and Leafs. Like yeah, they the, the funniest is when they try and like claim cups and stuff, and I'm like yeah, well you guys are Canadian and you guys know that Toronto, like the draft back then when there was four fucking teams was regionally. And most people that played hockey in Canada lived in Ontario. So it's like, it's the same thing with the Montreal Canadians. A lot of French Canadians were good at hockey back then and they got first dibs on the fucking French players. So, um, it's interesting. It's an up and down ride, but I will say, I think if the Leafs did ever win the cup, I'd probably go to the parade. I don't think I'd cheer, but I think it would be, like, as much as I love shitting on Leafs fans, like, if they ever win it, it'll be the fucking craziest thing ever. Yeah, I don't I don't look forward to the day that that happens because the the social media and the internet's going to be accessible. Mm. Like, what, what was the 2013 playoffs like for you? Like, with the oh. Bruins against the Leafs? 
funny story about that actually um i was playing hockey at the time summer hockey and um wow it was 10 years ago holy shit that's insane i was playing summer hockey at the time and the leafs were up clearly in the third period and you know we had to go on the ice and, and i'm playing hockey with all my leafs buddies and i'm like oh my god this is it this is where it fucking happens i'm like it's over we're about to go on the ice and i'm like the, like this is it this is like i'm never gonna hear the fucking end of this so we go on the ice whatever ref comes over bruins just scored i'm like what he's like yeah bruins just scored i'm like okay and then he comes over again bruins just scored again and i was like there's no fucking way so then you know how the story goes we tie it up it goes into overtime i left the ice i was like fuck this i didn't even finish <laughs> the game i left the ice um and then I watched the Bruins win, and the look on my friends' faces I, in the dressing room. I I was undressed. I came back down to I came back down to shower, so that like because I was in such a rush to get up and watch the game, came back down to shower, and it was. I felt like I had the biggest swinging, you know what, in the world, dude. <laughs> I was walking. I I think I was towel off in there. I was going balls to the wall, but no, it was it was unbelievable. Um. And yeah, like it, you've never seen, like that 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 was the sourest I've ever seen a sports fan. Like you hear Yankee fans cry, like when they lose to the Red Sox in the in the playoffs. Nah, this was like depression on a whole new level. <laughs> I fucking love that so much. Every once in a while, when I'm in a a poor mood, I just go on YouTube. And I do Bruins Leafs Game Seven Leaf mm -hmm. fan reactions. You've got that one guy that set up the camera yeah, in his yeah. living room. Have you seen the video? Yeah, I'm sure you yeah, have. Yeah. And you go from like the absolute elation, like when Phil Kessel scored that goal or yeah. whoever it was in the in the third to like extend the lead. Yeah. And uh, they're like, "Let's go!" Everybody's stoked. They're like flipping the food over that's on their laps and shit. And then you know the the Lucic goal happens, and then... that 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 one. It, I wish I saw that one live. That's the that's the only one because like he looked up at the clock and he looked at the guys on the ice and he went, "Let's go." And like you know that you knew you played hockey, you know the momentum swing when some like when one of your big boys like that scores a goal like that. So, yeah, that's the only thing I do not regret because I was playing good hockey at the time. But fuck, that would have been sick to see live. Yeah, my biggest thing that I I missed and I try I really hated missing Bruins hockey. I've always been a gigantic Bruins fan, and I obviously played hockey. And and you know if you play men's hockey. Um, beer league, whatever level you are at, you're going to miss some Bruins games because you're going to be playing, you know, the good times for, for ice slots. They go to the kids for good reason. Um, but the biggest game that I, uh, I wish I was able to see live, but I was actually playing at like one of the shittiest rinks around here. We have an outdoor rink, like a partially outdoor rink. <laughs> and, uh, they, uh, they have, like, it was always so bad. Do they still have chain link instead of glass? <laughs> it was basically like that, dude. Like they do have glass all the way around, but like it was so humid because oh, it wasn't God. that cold outside. Mm -hmm. But they obviously have the refrigeration under the ice, so the glass was always like just moistened, and and oh, there was just water all, and there was always fog over the ice. I was ice. gonna say, was it like you remember in the D, uh, Mighty Ducks D three when they go out on yeah, the ice dude. in the morning and there's fog yes. on it? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. always, and and then then it's like for a goalie, especially on the really foggy Nightmare. days. 
Like you're gonna, you're only gonna see them when they come out and they have like a fucking breakaway. He's just gonna emerge from the fog and he's gonna come in from the blue line on you. It's like, it's fucking crazy. But um, I was playing there at that rink in Durham, New Hampshire, uh, called Jackson's Landing, and uh, it was the game where things just went off the fucking rails for the Bees Habs, and uh, Tim Thomas skated down to fight Carey Price. Yes. Do you remember that that shit, dude? Yes, I do. Wow. And as a goalie, you probably, that would have been, yeah, right? Yeah. You can't skate off the ice to check your fucking phone. Like, (laughs) I was waiting until the end. Like, people are skating by, they're like, Tim Thomas just fought Carey Price. I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? (laughs) As he emerged out of the fog in a black jersey, you're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> it was like something from like a sci fi movie. But I, uh, as soon as I got into the locker room, I took off my mask, I grabbed my phone. I'm like, they, we had Twitter obviously then. So I'm like scrolling. I'm trying to grab the, the gifs of, uh, of the, of the fight. And, and then I finally saw it. I was like, really, guys? Like, that's what we're going to call yeah. a fight. Like, Timmy yeah. didn't even get a throw in. Like, <laughs> no, that was, it was a great moment. And that would, especially as a goalie yourself, that would suck, right? Because, like I said, once the ref told me that, like, it was summer hockey. So it was, uh, like, it was competitive still. But at the same time, like, I was able to just, just summer hockey, right? Like, but like you said, what are you going to take all your pads and everything off? <laughs> Right, dude. I can't, I can't hey, walk away. Skate six guys, boys. Yeah, right? <laughs> Extra attacker. Let's go. I'm, I'm out of here. Fuck you guys. Well, it's funny, dude. Like that group of people, it was like Wednesday nights, if I remember right. It was just like a random pickup group. And uh, we had a guy that formerly was a goalie for the Hamilton Bulldogs. Oh, which, no shit. When they were a uh, an AHL team. Hammer City, baby. Yeah. So they... Uh, he he was a goalie and he was like six foot four, yeah. And I, I don't know, man. Like this guy was just—you couldn't take the puck off him. And like this is like a C C league type thing. Mm-hmm. But he um he could have easily played like an in, in, in an A league, a senior A league. Like this guy just lived hockey. And I mean, a lot of those guys that play goal their entire career, as soon as they're done, if their dreams like don't get accomplished but or even if they do a lot of the times like they just don't want to play net anymore they don't yep. but the the rigors that it has on their knees and their hips and shit mm-hmm. like they just want to go out there and make some plays and uh Plus they i see that... a little work the next day yeah dude like um, <laughs> you know, it changes everything <laughs> it does it does it sucks and the that there, there's a thing with like being a goalie though there's like an emotional component to it like mm-hmm. because you're on your own little island there like you're part of a team you're wearing the same jersey but you know you have if you play like shit that has a much bigger impact than if your third defenseman plays like shit yeah you know if you play like shit the game's fucking done you're on your own little team you're playing your own little game yeah. So I, I can really see why that can be exhausting for some people. And if you do it with so much pressure and, uh, you know, on a professional level, there is a ton of pressure, you know, you're playing for your little literal careers. Um, I can see why that gets exhausting and, and you still can't, you can't oust the passion for the sport itself. Mm-hmm. Like you're always going to be a big hockey guy, but I can see why, um, you know, when you're done, you don't want to be lacing up those pads anymore. Just want to fuck around and, play some shitty see i've always respected that out of goalies because like i see i always said i'm weird enough to play goalie i used to love playing um road hockey goalie like street goalie and i also played lacrosse goalie which i love too so 
Fuck but, that, dude. Lacrosse goalies are fucking crazy. Yeah, hey, 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 that's where I learned, like, the whole, I have way too much anxiety to be a fucking goalie. <laughs> like, there is no, the, like you said, like, it's not, it's so funny because people blame goalies all the time. And it's such a fucking shitty cop-out. Sorry for swearing like that, but it, it, it is such a cop-out because it's like, there's so many components that go into this before the puck even leaves the guy's stick to hit the goalie. You know what I mean? And, like, people never respect it. Or, you know, you got your Tuka Rask haters. Fuck, you got Lundquist haters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could go down the list, right? And it's just, it always amazes me and la- and it makes me laugh online when I see people chirping, like, Allmark is, like, putting that whole Florida series on Allmark and Swayman. It's like, there's a cold coach that made that decision, first of all. Second of all, the play- team played dog shit in front of them like it's such a just easy cop out to people and that's why i just i've always respected goalies because they're just like no fuck you guys i'm playing out now <laughs> like i'm not fucking this is i don't need to be anxiety you guys can ridden. go fuck yourselves yeah I'm tired of it. like i yeah. don't need to be anxiety ridden to go to work tomorrow because i let in a goal by accident in beer leagues like fuck that i mean dude i i find myself guilty of it too like mm. i'm sitting here and you know, whatever Bruins goalie I'm watching lets in a shitty goal, and I'm like, motherfucker, I could have stopped that. Yeah, that, and, th- th- there's a difference with that, I think, right? Like, yeah, as I mean, someone who played net? A little bit, but then again, I can't ever replicate the shit that those guys are going through, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I played, like, men's sea level like i have no idea even what like a backhander from the blue line would look like at that level like i played against one guy that played like junior b and he lit me the fuck up so bad i could not follow him he would just open me up and put it five hole every fucking time and i just got so fucking angry i i just let him have the net i i didn't even try i was like just fucking score dude like there's no fucking point but yet i'm sitting here on my ass i've got like doritos on my chest i'm like half beer deep and i'm like tuka seal up your five hole you motherfucker what are you doing it's like and then I take a step back. I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. and, I'm and like the, the worst kind of person right now. And the thing, too, is like there's plenty of times where I'm like, just even as a pl- skater, I'm like, ah, that was a weak one. You know, and it, it is OK to say that, I think, because it's true. You know, you, the, you heard Jer- Jeremy Swimman talk about game seven, how he wanted that one goal back. And he, it's haunted him ever since. It's true. He knew it was a weak goal. It is what it is, right? Like, and that—that's it, why we love this game so much. It makes no sense. It's a game of fucking yeah. inch. You know what I mean? Like, it's a game of chance. It's a game of inches. They're skating on fucking an inch thin blade. You know, like going down the ice forty miles an hour or seventy five if you're fucking Connor McDavid, and you, you just—I it, don't know. It's just the beautiful game we love, and it sucks when it sucks, but. I don't know. I've just always been a. I don't chirp refs online and I don't chirp goalies because I've never been one. And, you know, it's fucking a hard job. People always say the hardest job in sports is a, a back catcher in baseball. Man, I think hockey goalies very fucking close with the pressure. I know it's a different sport and diff. Like, I know you can argue quarterback, blah, blah, blah. But I just I think hockey goalies do not get enough love in that in that conversation. Yeah, I, I, I mean, as a goalie, I have to kind of agree that the goalie position is underappreciated. Everybody just kind of writes it off as, oh, you know, those fucking goalies, they're weird, they're different, everything, you know. But um, but like I said earlier, you have that much pressure on you. 
as a goalie. Yeah. It's if you fuck up, the team's fucked. And everybody knows that you fucked up and that it's your fault that the team's fucked. Yeah. Um, and if like, you can't tell Brett, I don't really care about swearing. So you're good. <laughs> Let it <laughs> no, fly. No, I buddy. just, I, I did the whole like, wait, what show am I on? Wait, are we, you know, that, that, that whole thing. But uh, I think Tuka talked about this in the Chicklets interview for anybody who hasn't listened to it. He's like, I would rather people come up to me at my dinner and be like, that was fucking bullshit. Then hear like sports talk radio, these fucking idiots that don't even like the team. They're doing it for a paycheck and ripping me, uh, you know, over and over again. And it is something you like. That's what everyone was like. Oh, Tuca's mentally weak. Are you kidding me? After hearing that conversation, I was like, this guy might be one of the strongest mental, like mentally strong people I've ever fucking listened talk. Honestly, dude, it was crazy just hearing him talk about like the fact that. You know, people say whatever they want to say. I don't listen to it. I don't give a shit. Like, mm. I'm going to go into the locker room and do my own thing. It doesn't matter what the fuck happened. Like, I'm going to still, like, he obviously still cared about what happened when he played mm-hmm. because he was the first one to admit on that podcast that he'll still have his fucking tantrums when he's oh, in yeah. the locker room. He did it behind closed doors after that that mm-hmm. famous Providence one with the oh, milk crate. So good. So, oh, my God, dude. I've, we... I've done that, that helicopter of the goalie stick myself <laughs> yeah. a few times. <laughs> Like you just fucking your piss, you just yeet that bitch. <laughs> oh, it's so Dude, good. And then remember when fun. his uh, skate blade broke, and what was that in the bubble? <laughs> he yeah, just dude. fucking throws it at the ref. <laughs> He's holding it out like it's a wand from Harry Potter. <laughs> what? <laughs> literally, what? What I thought was really interesting about that interview to hear him and Tim Thomas were like the best of friends. I would have never guessed that. I completely never made that connection to the fact that Timmy played so much time over in Europe. In I forgot. Finland. I forgot. And he, yeah, Tuka's like, oh, yeah, Timmy's basically like another yeah. Finnish guy. Like, Yeah. And he was saying they both loved like crazy, like hardcore music, like Metallica and stuff. So they're like able to bond over that. And it, it was good to hear somebody finally talk about Timmy in good light. Like we all know. Agreed. What, you know what I mean? Like we all know, you know, shit, shit, whatever. People have their own fucking ways of thinking or things that they support and it is what it is right but as a fucking boston bruin like even tukaras said that in the interview he was like yeah i i started the season i I think i lost the first game for nothing timmy or yeah timmy came in the next game got a shutout and it was just his net and that's how it was and then he was like what am i supposed to do in the playoffs like he did fuck he went fucking sicko mode and we won a cup together and it's like yes i know Tukaras didn't win the cup but as a starter. I understand that. I know I'm fucking guilty of <laughs> beating that fucking uh, drum just to be an asshole. But to hear that relationship and how supportive he was made me feel a lot better about the whole situation, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 and hearing his perspective on the fact that, you know, being a goalie with Tukaras or uh, with Tim Thomas it really helped both of them because mm. Timmy was one of those goalies that, you know, he was do anything to stop the puck. And he, he really style. lost. Yeah, he lost a lot of that, you know, technicality, a lot of the technical mm-hmm. aspect of goaltending in favor of I'm out of position. Oh, fuck, what do I do? I'm going to throw a leg out there. I'm going to throw an arm out there. Mm-hmm. And um, at you almost times, see it with Allmark sometimes. Yeah, you do. You do. You see yeah. that like um, that desperation level. But um, a lot of that came from his lack of expertise on the technical side of things mm-hmm. and his lack of a, the ability to just stay calm, cool, and centered. And, you know, Tuca was always that guy that was really technically sound. I mean, he mm-hmm. was drafted in the first round by Toronto. There obviously Hilarious. was that. Very Hilarious. funny. <laughs> Very funny. Um, 
and uh, he had that kind of expertise that Timmy didn't have. So mm-hmm. those two guys competing, you know, while they're battling, they're watching each other and they're picking up things that they're doing. And you could really see it in Timmy and in Tuca. Yes, that they especially would take... in Tuca's later years. You saw yeah. a lot of Timmy in him. Yeah, dude, it was it was really good. And I really I don't want to say I patterned my goaltending style after Timmy, but mm-hmm. I started in a really non-traditional way. So when you learn hockey kind of on your own without a goalie coach and you're not taught, you know, what the butterfly was, you kind of find your own way of doing things. And, you know, I was doing my own two pad stacks and, you know, doing the windmill shit. You know, I, I, I kind of did the battle fly style of goaltending, but uh, yeah, I really loved hearing that interview with Tuca. Um, I really appreciate it. Cleared a lot of things up. That I, I had, think so too. Yeah, and I think like with the fan base on a whole. One thing I thought was really interesting that he was talking about how stubborn him and Timmy were, and that goalie Bob had a tough time with them at first, and he like you know like he had a tough time getting those things through to one, and then the other not except you know what I mean like because they were such different styles, and it's 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 so interesting to me because. Like you, like you just said, you see Rask in the end of his career throwing his stick, grabbing like that, that infamous where he grabbed the, or he caught the puck with his blocker. Like, come on. Like that's Timmy. You know what I mean? Like that is the blocker that Birch has, by the way. No shit. Yeah. The one that, if you watch no our pods, shit. he's got that yeah. blocker right behind him. That's the blocker yeah. that he caught that puck with. Yeah. Allegedly. If you're, if you're to believe Birch, that's what yeah. he says. The guy who wants seven fucking assistants. Yeah. This year. <laughs> On that note, Birch has asked a question for you. Okay. Let's go. I fucking love this guy, but I love giving him shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite assistant captain of the Bruins of all time? And can you name five of them? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, Krejci, number one, for yep. sure. Um, Mark Recchi. I'm a big Krejci guy here, by the way. I know. We know. We know. Mark <laughs> Recchi, number two. I know it was short, but, like, come on, the Stanley Bounce. Cup. Yeah, Stanley Cup. Uh, Bergeron, layup, right? Oh. Uh, Marshawn, layup. I think I'm going to have to go Espo because he was so fucking crazy all the time. Um Okay. And then I'm going to give him one more because I went with, like, the three easiest, Krejci, Marshawn, and Bergeron. It was a cop-out, but Yeah, that's it is a cop-out, but it's Burge, so <laughs> I'll give him that. Um, uh, Chris Kelly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk Espo. Okay. Let's talk about Phil Esposito. And yeah. uh, the reason why I bring that up, I'm not a big Espo guy anymore. Um. Uh-oh. I mean, I guess I never really was. Did I miss that, something? I mean, he's a fucking drunk, belligerent asshole these oh, days. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I hear him I, on the radio. At, he's Tampa. awful on the radio so in Tampa. Oh, my dude. God. I can't believe they let him do that. I know. It's so bad. It's Between insane. him and um, who's their radio? They have Dave Mishkin, I think. Yes. Yeah. On the fucking radio, and he like screams whenever Tampa scores. He's away. I don't know how Jack Edwards gets crap when that guy exists. Like I've seen those clips where he's like, "Oh my god!" At the end, the fucking Tampa won it in overtime, and he's just like, "It's like, bro, what are you saying?" Like, uh, it's, and his it's voice so... cracks, and it like oh. goes like blood curdling scream style oh, whenever he calls really. a goal. It's so bad to listen. I would to. rather I would rather listen to Gord Gord Miller from fucking the uh, TSN. Absolutely. Oh my god, Absolutely. and he's tough to listen to sometimes too. 
Yeah, Dave Michigan Barnett is the worst. But but the reason why I really don't care for Espo, and I, and I think it's probably rooted in his. Uh, I, if I go back into the history books here, I think it's rooted in the fact that he still doesn't um, look kindly upon the Bruins, based mm. upon the fact that he signed that deal, yeah. and then he was traded promptly after. Yes, but he very much considers himself affiliated with the Tampa Bay Lightning now and not the Boston Bruins. Well, he was the first GM, right? Yeah, he Tampa brought, Bay. I mean, they, to, to his brought, defense, he yeah. brought NHL hockey to Tampa. Yeah. Which just, makes me hate him even more. I know, yeah, I know. Thanks for fucking that in the Atlantic division, you asshole. But <laughs> um, I, I agree with you. The soft spot comes from the Ray Bork jersey retirement, right? Everyone, Agreed. Everyone loves it. Every, it's one of the great – that – it's so funny because two of my favorite hockey memories of all – well, th- there's three. The Bobby Orr – well, obviously we, I wasn't alive, but the Bobby Orr, like just the whole story of it, how the guy who took the picture of him flying through the air wasn't even supposed to be in, in, in that uh, seat, um, and he just like was – going to for a washroom break and just luckily took that picture like i love that story it's one of my favorites it's also happened like my brother was born on that day so it uh is a little bit of significance to me the espo retirement and then bork lifting the cup you know like it just the those three are just like the ah as bruins fans those are just like the dopest memories and it's so crazy and i love that we love that bork that's why I'd never hate Colorado. I never have, and I never will. And it's for that reason. But the fact that Bork lifted the cup with another team, came back, had a parade in Boston. We're still celebrating. You know, we still, like, it's bringing tears to my eyes right now. And I don't even know why, but it's probably the beer, a couple beers deep. But, um, yeah, it's just those type of moments. And that's where I think Espo gets a pass for me. I but I I agree because it's so funny. I was trying when I was doing those jersey mock-ups, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do for a winter classic for Tampa Bay? I'm like they have zero history. The, their most history is winning fucking seven cups in like 4 years. Uh, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, I came to you for the the Tampa Bay one cuz I was like, dude, like what do I do? Like I didn't even I was like, what do you know anything about Tampa cuz I was like I fucking don't. So Well, that's the other reason why I really don't like Espo dude and 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 this is only personal experience because i've gone down to tampa a lot my grandmother still lives in palm harbor Mm -hmm. so i go down at least once a year and i've gone to tampa bay games i went to the bees game in tampa in like uh february or march this year Mm -hmm. and those fucking bolts fans dude like they all think their shit doesn't stink now like it is is it it is is, unbearable is it not ironic that them and Toronto wear the exact same color of blue. Have you heard of this? They wear the same color code of blue. Yeah, dude. Same fucking hex code and everything. It's all the exact same thing. And 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 you know, their fans are identical. Their Tampa fans are the Toronto fans of. But of, the of, big difference is, is when Toronto's garbage, they still have fans. You still leave. Yes, you, you see leaf stuff everywhere. You go yeah. back like ten years ago when I went down there for the first few times. There were no Bolts fans. Yeah. Yeah. But they all turn out for a winner. Well, and that's it. I was going to say, too. So when they, like, because it's just, like, this is just how we're. It's insane the Bruins have been, been as good as they have for so long. Like, when you yeah. hear when you hear guys like JVR and Shaddy and, like, uh, even Chase on said it in his presser. Yep. Uh, the reason why he came here is because as long as he's been in the league, Bruins have been in first or second place. Like, every year, right? And it's like, so now my, I guess, the like, 
circle it back around. Do you think that that hockey's gonna fall off if Tampa's shit in like four or five years? Like when Stamkos retires and Hedman's done, like you absolutely, know I mean? yeah. You think it's just absolutely. gonna like fade away? In 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 Tampa, if they stop having a competitive team, just like oh, it man. is with the Bucks, and just like nobody goes to the fucking baseball games in Tampa. It's true. It's always empty at the Tropicana fucking, Field. It's so weird. Nobody gives a fuck. No. Like they yeah, I only saw like Baker winner. Mayfield is fucking quarterback for the Bucks right now, and I was laughing yeah, so hard today. <laughs> I was like, how do you go from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield? <laughs> Holy shit, dude! I know, right? <laughs> oh fuck! Fucking unbearable. It's insane. I know. That's I swear, guys. That's the last football talk. <laughs> <laughs> no but worries. I, well, I, I, on I the two pad stack, we we from. talk about New England sports in general from time to time. So yeah, that is good. true. That is true. All good. Um, any games you're looking forward to? Or are you going to any games this year? I'm coming down for the first Toronto game, November 2nd, I think it is. Nice. Yeah, it's the first Thursday in November. Uh, so if you want to go, if you want to meet fucking Canadian, your Canadian boy Brett in real life and talking to the listeners too. I'll be there and I'll be fucking square. I probably won't be square. Let's be serious. I'll probably be in my shit kick. I'll be hammered, in my shit kick. Right. Yeah, but um, I'm really excited for the first Florida game against the Panthers. I, I'm very curious to see how the Bru- how the Bruins are. Um, dude, it's heartbreaking. Like, think about how many. Me and my brother were talking about it today, and like, he was like, "If you run that uh, 99 more times, the Bruins win that series." There was just something in the wall like it, you know what it's one of those you're not gonna win it doesn't fucking matter what you do like pasternak fucking hits Bobrovsky's stick in game seven the marshawn breakaway allmark passing the puck to you know what i mean like just so many things that like there's no way that should have happened like that i don't so oh, i'm dude. curious to see how especially if marshy gets the c sorry Burge. i'm very curious to see how that first game with florida is I am uh I'm gonna have PTSD for this series for a while because like I've said on previous pods, I went down to Florida mm-hmm. with my I daughter know. for game three and four and we came home after Grinning. just absolute me and my daughter, like Arya probably saw the worst of me because <laughs> I'm standing up like yelling at old Florida fans that they need mm-hmm. to calm down or AARP's gonna withhold their benefits and stuff <laughs> and and then doing shit like that and people are like go back to boston and because i'm not from boston i'm like i don't even live in boston so i'm just shit talking all these fucking people and we're going home with a 3-1 series lead and oh my god like it seemed like it took an act of god for florida to pull that off it was kachuk it was kachuk it was he's a game breaker and like I still think Pasternak's the best right winger in all in all of hockey, which is it's kind of not really fair because Kachuk plays right and left wing, so like you know he's left handed shot, so like I don't know if we're gonna do that, but I I, I think you know it it just was the perfect fucking storm. Like I I I still we were I don't know me and my brother last night we were just getting drunk and we were just like talking about it and I was just like man, it's it's he he like I don't know I don't want to open old wounds obviously but. One question I have for you. Were you wearing your Crocs at the game? (laughs) (laughs) 
No, nah, dude, I embraced the croc lifestyle after that. Oh. Um, I will say, my brother. Uh, I just want to say quick, my brother. I told my brother was coming on with you. He's like, he's like, he's a fellow croc wear, and he was like, peak yeah. performance. And I was like, no is, fucking dude. way. Ace says the same thing. It is. You may not like it, but this is what peak male performance looks like. <laughs> I swear to God, my dick grows three inches when I wear those things. It doesn't invert anymore. <laughs> I'm a I'm a uh, a shower and no longer a grower. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's funny. I was wearing my Birkenstocks actually. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. That's not yeah, bad. Some, I can some fuck Birkenstock with that. singles yeah. there, down yeah. there. But when you have to, um, I don't know if you know this, but down there in, in uh, Sunrise, um, the parking is kind of a shitty situation. I heard it's it's kind of like the senators setup, right? It's like, yeah, so it's, it's a little like it's not in Miami, obviously. Like you're mm-hmm. you're still like forty five minutes away, but it's from like Miami one, proper. One way in and one way out, right? Yeah. So what I ended up doing is, uh, we ended up not renting a car in, at all. So what we did is we there's a gigantic mall next to the arena down there. Okay. So we ended up Ubering in me and my daughter like uh, five hours before the game, and yep. we would go to the mall and have like lunch and dinner and shit mm-hmm. and uh and then we would just walk to the arena it would just be like a 10 minute walk to get to the arena from the mall That's not bad. but um yeah dude fucking ottawa is a complete opposite it's in the middle of nowhere oh really <laughs> oh yeah they gotta move that fucking they gotta build that arena downtown they have to like, who's it who ended up getting the senators franchise i know there was like talk of like snoop dogg and ryan reynolds and all I'm, these people yeah I I don't know the guy's name, but I, yep. I think there was some shady shit that went on. I know there was like mm-hmm. the process was really drawn out, right? Yeah, there was a lot of clauses. Um, I don't like the NHL wanted the celebrities coming in, but like the fucking government did. It's just a big fucking, you know. It's sad because Ottawa has some of the best fucking fans. When I go up there and see Bruins games, they're fucking high fiving after the game, win or lose, yeah. go to drinks to the bars with it. Like the the best Canadian people you could ever th- imagine, right? Yeah. It's small town. That's this is a shitty thing. Canada is a small town, but that's also the problem. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm-hmm. you after the game, you have like an hour before everything's closed. Like everything closes at like eight o'clock there. It's like in. And like I said, it's one way in, one way out. I don't know. It, I'm excited to see what they can do this year. I really hope. I. It's always. I, I think it's fun when Ottawa's good because they kick the shit out of the Leafs too, right? Kick the shit out of us too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That first game against us this year was a fucking rope of dope. That and the Hamburger when he stole our playoffs oh, yeah. about that one year. Oh, that yo the ironic flip pass from Carlson to Hoffman. <laughs> very that ironic. That other now. fucking series. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, dude. I know. Very yeah. ironic. They had our number. I mean, I feel like we've had their number overall in the last ten years. But they had their moments where they punched the Bruins right in the, the little fucking brother, nose. Little brother punched up a couple times. And Absolutely. T- to be honest, that f- those fucking Ottawa teams were sick from like 2015 to 2017 with like Stone, fucking Duchesne. Like they were, they went off. You hit the rewind button even further. You have fucking Danny fucking Heatley who oh. got 50. Yeah. Yeah. 06 and 07, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Shout out Heat Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One one thing I was going to ask you quick. Are you nervous about your daughters growing up and listening to your podcast? Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. I haven't put any thought about that. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm not that much different. (laughs) I'm not that much different 
on this than what I am, like yeah. how I conduct myself otherwise. Yeah. And the way I look at it is, you know, I have a potty mouth. It's not any secret here. I, I think it has to do with growing up in New England. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people in this area, East you know, Coast, we all swear in general. And and so I, I try to be very transparent. I never want to misrepresent who I am mm-hmm. um, and, and how I am and how I conduct myself to my kids is probably not looked upon you know favorably by like psychologists and shit like that (laughs) but uh you know my kids always know that i'm going to be genuine and i want them to be like you know i'm never gonna have to think about what my dad is saying to me because it's going to be very transparent and a lot of the shit i say too you know i'm a very pc person if if you don't know i I find myself on the liberal side of things Mm -hmm. i'm very sorry if i disagree with you politically but you know that's where i'm at I've got a, uh, my sister's non-binary. She doesn't, mm-hmm. um, they don't, they don't identify. I just said she, there we go. Um, but they don't identify as either gender. So I try to keep an open mind to these things. Yeah. But, um, you know, the way I look at it is I, I want my children to be exposed to the way that life is for me because I'm able to control the, you know, environment in which they're exposed to these things and not let that be done by other people. And that way, if my kids are ever like uncomfortable with anything or they have questions about things, they can ask me and I can educate them mm-hmm. versus letting them, you know, use their own inferences to, you know, build their understanding of the world around them. Yeah. No, so. and that, like, and the, like to add on to that, like I, I've seen like not firsthand because I'm fucking I haven't met you in person yet, but I see you online. I talk to you like we're friends, obviously. Right. Like I know how I, we play video games offline streaming. I hear you with your kids. You know, I know what, how you are with your wife and all that stuff. So I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from or not coming from what you're saying. And um yeah, I was just curious because like I'm not in that boat, right? Like, it, I'm I'm I, I thought about it the other day. I was like, man, if I ever have kids and they hear what the fuck I say on Only Bruins, <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, that's it, man. Like we're in uncharted territory. Like if I could yeah. go back and see a recording of all the shit my dad said when I oh, was like a five year old, I would go back and I would hold that over his head until like today. Mm. Like it would be so fucking funny to do that. But I mean, but, the world's changing, man. Like we're yeah. in a different world than what it was ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. Yeah, and like you said too, like the way you raise your kids, like I, I definitely think that that they'll they'll they know who you are, right? And you're the like you just said, like like that's why people ask me, like, are you really like that on the podcast? I'm like, oh, you should fucking you see, like I, I'm like this all the time. This is who we are, right? Like people think we put these acts on for this shit, and it, it's just not the case. And so that's why I was curious because like I know who you are. I know what type type of man you are. We we have we share a lot of the same values and a lot of different things. We have had great conversations offline about stuff, and it just it just makes me laugh thinking about that. Like you said, it's it's a weird uncharted thing that we're dealing with right now. And but like you said, the way you raise your kids, they'll definitely be like, "Oh, that that's dad, right?" Oh yeah, they're gonna be like, you know, I'm gonna be dead and gone, and they're gonna go back and like watch these podcasts <laughs> and be like, "Oh, listen to dad like shit on Leafs fans. Yeah, that was such a good time <laughs> yeah. when he made fun of all those Toronto fans. You remember yeah. that?" It'll be yeah, so like, funny. It'll be so funny when Rask's in the Hall of Fame, and they're like, "What? Well, I can't believe Dad didn't think Rask was gonna get in the <laughs> Hall of Fame." <laughs> Yeah, so much for those games played, Dad. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah Puka's but... gonna be admitted to the Hall of Fame posthumously, and and I'm gonna be right there with him. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Um. Oh fuck. 
What do you think about the jersey situation? I know I talked a little bit about it with Burge. Um, I know we've talked about it on the OB podcast before we knew like anything about what's going on with the Centennial shit. But like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Are you going to pick up any Centennial sweaters? Oh man, my bank account is going to be fucking ruined after this season. Like, I'm getting a Luch each one for sure, right? Like, I think that's consensus. Yeah, like at this point, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of people. Like, I might even get a Bergeron. Like, I'm not even fucking joking. Like, I know he's not going to wear it, but like, oh god, they're just gonna they're gonna be so clean. Like, like I've I've heard what they look like. I've told you and showed you what the the rumors and, and then the logo coming out kind of just like put it all together into what we've heard we thought the rumors that mock-up i made of the third jerseys is what i've been told is going to be very similar to that that's another one you got to add like apparently there might be a couple surprise jerseys during the seat like this is gonna be fucking out of control man with how much money and this is the problem i'm having i want to loot each because fuck yeah Am I going to get any other players? Like, I don't know, you know, because like because of how sweet these jerseys are going to be and what they mean over the course of the hundred years and all the like, do I get a Bork? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's that's like, the thing, too. Like, I don't know how much there's going to be available on the alumni side of things. So yeah. I, I thought about it from the current roster perspective and not on the alumni side of things. Zaka. So you said Zaka. That's I a said Zaka. Yeah, it's a good one. So I'm thinking Zaka. I'm thinking Lucic. And I am thinking Linus Olmark. What if he gets traded? I've always wanted to ask you That's this. That's the big question. Are you going to wait till after the season to get it, the Olmark one? So, I mean, the reason why I'm going Olmark is it's just a, a uh, it's a guess for me, right? Because yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that Jeremy Swayman's going to have the higher trade value. He's still a restricted free agent. The other team's going to have more value in the fact that they can negotiate directly with Swayman. Like we talked I don't... about this too, when 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 I when I like we heard the rumors about Swayman for Shane Wright or whatever, right, or a top prospect, let's say, and we were both like when we talked about it off, like obviously off air and in DMs and stuff, we were both like, "Fuck, would you do it?" Like you know what I mean? Like it's like that, it's like, it's like that. I don't know. Like you've got a Vesna winner right here. Yes, yeah, Swayman is Swayman, and he should be a Vesna winner. But what if he does it? Like goalie, you know goaltending. It's the, like the one of the fucking hardest position. It's the hardest position in fucking hockey, and especially to stay consistent. And like people are saying that they think that Allmark's gonna take a step back this year, and it's just like I, I don't know, man. Like I, fuck, it's so. I just I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how I want to. Um, how how I think. I don't know. I don't know. I, fuck, it's so hard. Because I would hate to trade, trade Swayman because I just fucking love him so much. And he's homegrown. But like like you said, if you're going to get full fuck of like a two firsts, like value-wise, and yeah. a, a, a and or B prospect and then another prospect, like that's a fucking haul. Yeah, dude. And and that's the thing, though. Like, I, I, feel, like, I feel like the fact that Swayman is younger... And he is a restricted free agent. I, I have a feeling that when the decision finally comes to choose one of these two goalies, I feel like the fact that goalie Bob has successfully transformed Linus Olmark into this already, there's that level of comfort there. And mm-hmm. 
the trade value for Jeremy Swayman would be higher than what it is for Linus Olmark. And And I honestly, before Brett, sorry, before I would have traded Swayman last season, this, this previous off season. That's the conversation we had. That's right. Like when me and you were talking about it originally and I was like, Hey dude, I just heard that fucking like Swayman could be available for a top prospect. And we were going back and forth about it. It, It's just like, I, I was, I don't know. I, I, I kind of was like, it's so funny because I had such a swing at the trade deadline. I was like, yeah, trade Swayman. And then fucking after the season, I was like, trade Allmark. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, I, yes, I jumped back and forth, but it, it, you know, what was really interesting to me too. Then you, you talk about the Allmark thing, uh, was hearing him say publicly that him and goalie Bob butted heads the first year. And you could tell, you could fucking tell the way that Allmark played in this first season. And you know what's crazy that I don't get fucking credit for? Which I don't need the credit, but it, it's, a, it's a throwaway funny thing that I just said. Um, on the Beehive podcast that I previously had with Kevin O'Keefe, I said on there that Allmark's going to win the Vesna in his second season with the Bruins. And he fucking nice. did. Nice fucking call. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I, I, I feel like despite him butting heads... You know, it goes back to what Tuca talked about on that on that Chicklets pod, right? Mm-hmm. Like Tuca was talking about how a lot of other goalie coaches in the league, they just teach their way. They don't mm-hmm. analyze the goalie and figure out something that will fix that goalie's, you know, ability. Goalie Bob looks at things from a holistic level and identifies what a goalie's shortcomings are and what they need to do to be more successful. He did it with Tim Thomas. There's a reason why the Bruins have had a track record of fantastic goalies for the last 20 years. He did it with Tim Thomas. He did it with Tuka Rask. He's now done it with Linus Allmark. Let, let, let's talk about Dan Vladar for a second. We got a third fucking round pick because he completely changed his game around. Yeah, dude. Like, that was a. I, I remember when we drafted him, I went to Dev Camp mm. and I saw him play. And I was like, this is a gigantic fucking goalie. Massive. And he he wasn't very technically sound. Yeah, he was clunky, right? He was. He was very unrefined, not very well processed. But as the years went by, you could see him starting to put it together. Mm-hmm. And then Swayman came in, and it's like, well, shit, we have a goalie log jam. Kind of not not all that different from where we're at right this second, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we ran out of time to sign Vladar or Vladic, if you ask some uh, Czech people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, we ran out of time to sign him to a two-way deal. He was on a situation where he was going to be, you know, exposed to waivers. Type and six, right, or whatever. Very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was a very intelligent move by Don Sweeney to say, "I'm not going to lose this guy for nothing." Mm-hmm. You know, let's send this guy out to Calgary for a third-round pick. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like it was like Swayman was clearly ready. You know, like, what, were you going to keep him in Providence? Like, you brought him down to Providence, and what did – he didn't let a goal in, right? In, like, three or four games, that whatever was it was. Up, yeah, and then he came back up. And that – it was funny because COVID was weird. Swayman kind of came in and, you know, was what it was. And then that whole thing happened. Uh, Tuka Rask came back. Swayman went down, tore it up, and then came up. And remember they went on that West Coast trip, and Swayman put up, like – ridiculous numbers on that west coast trip and that's when we were like oh what the fuck is all mark remember people were like what is this like why did we even when sign we signed him? him everybody's like what the fuck yeah and the funniest thing is elliot friedman was the only one that was like i think boston's the perfect spot for all mark and i think it's because 
like behind the scenes, but goalie Bob is so respected in the NHL. No, not just that. I think behind the scenes too. Like, I mean, let's be honest. The vast majority of the fans, when they signed Allmark, we still had Tuka Rask in tow. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, why the fuck did we sign this guy for four years for $5 million per year? They knew that it was probable that Tuca's career was yeah, in the I, twilight. And I think he was trying to be strong, Tuca, like being like, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. But I think everyone and their fucking brother and sister knew in that organization yeah. that Tuca was done. Donnie knew from the medical staff that it was unlikely that Tuca was ever going to be able to be the same Tuca. And then, you, I, I don't know this. I haven't been told this. But, I mean, you put the math together. Generally speaking, Donnie gets this information and works with it mm-hmm. before it ever comes to the front. I mean, that's the same thing with these retirements this year, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you they saw know. those videos that were released by the Bruins PR. Like those guys were all doing those thank you, Bergie, thank you, Krejci from breakup day. Like the front office knew about this. Not a single person in the media found out about those two already making their decision at the very end of the season until the the PR staff put out those tweets like thank you, Bergie, thank you, Krejci. Well, you know what's really interesting is like I guess I, I forget what podcast I was listening to, and they were talking about how the last five years Bergeron's played every year. He's like, I'm not coming back. Like, even when he had a contract, he was thinking about retiring. And then you get mid into the summer. And then, from what I've heard, this year was like different when he said it. Like, he was exhausted. He's hurt. You know, the stuff with his father is weighing on him. The um, a newborn child on the way. Like, you know, there was just too many tangibles. And we wanted to believe, obviously, because why the fuck not? He's the greatest two-way player of all time, in my opinion. And we wanted to believe he would be back. And, and I think if he could have done it and circumstances were different, he would have. Obviously, it being the 100th season. But it's like I talked about this on Only Bruins. I kind of am excited for this new chapter, and and and, yeah. and it's it's nothing against Bergeron, Krejci, Tukarask, all those guys. It's more to do with, okay, let's see what's up now. Because like, uh, how long have we been sitting here talking, Ace? Me and you, it, it, like on podcasts together about selling for the selling the farm for fucking Bergeron right and it's like it has nothing to do with Bergeron and the fact that like it's not his fault we didn't win another fucking cup that guy gave us everything he fucking could yeah it's more or less like it's too good I'm just kidding (laughs) you piece of shit but (laughs) it's more or less the whole like all right now it's time to try something different you know like it is and, and I think that it's bittersweet for me because, as I said to Burge, and I'm sure you guys talked about it on the OB podcast, like it's a bit of my childhood that is yep. put to bed finally here. Uh, I mean, I grew up. I I mean, obviously, you, I've said this on previous pods here, but I had my Joe Thornton jersey on mm-hmm. in my eighth grade school photo, and mm-hmm. you know, Bergeron started not long after that, and. I grew up watching this team go from mediocrity to being the fucking, you know, middling team that could never do anything right to uh, watching this young kid from French Canada, 18 years old, make the team as a second round pick, which was unheard of. It still is unheard of. He would have went first overall if you redo that draft. Absolutely. As a natural rookie, um, becoming the best two way forward of all time. And I can just say, as I have a signed Bergeron jersey directly over my right shoulder, yes. that he was the greatest forward 
that I ever had the pleasure of watching as a Bruins fan. And I, uh, I'm incredible, incredibly appreciative of the fact that I was able to see him play. Um, I was, I'm, I'm exponentially more appreciative of the fact that I was able to meet him Mm -hmm. and he took the time to chat with me and my wife. Um, and, uh, just, just uh, my favorite one of, Probably my favorite Bruin of all time, honestly, yeah. dude. Oh, like he's and the best part about it is he's the greatest human. Like he's a better human than he was hockey player, and that's fucking saying something. And when you have Crosby being like, "I'm not playing on the Olympics unless Bergeron's on the fucking team," like they were thinking about not taking him in that 2010 team. I heard for that whatever fucking reason, and Crosby's the reason he was on that fucking team. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Because that that's even the thing, and that's the thing too. Like you mentioned, the adult. Like I'm getting chills right now thinking about this. That that the greatest World Juniors team to ever fucking be assembled. The 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 Crosby, Bergeron, Perry, Subban, Carey Price. Like they fucking. I don't think Carey Price. He let him one goal the whole fucking tournament or something. Wasn't like Getzlaff on that team? Getzlaff. Like it, yeah. it was a stacked fucking team. Just a and nasty I, team. Yeah, and I think about as a kid watching that team, and like we. As Canadians, we got to get out of class to go watch that, like those games and shit. No way. Are you serious? Yes. And like, that's crazy. And in, in my, we, I didn't know this shit then, but he was a, like, sorry, I knew he was a drafted Bruin, right? Obviously. But I didn't think like he's a Bruin. Do you know what I mean? Like, prospects weren't a thing to me at that time. You know, and it, and, and like you said, I'm so I'm so fucking appreciative that I got to watch him play. Like, you know, like it, he almost didn't even have a career, you know, like after I that know, concussion. Dude. And it's just like it, it, it warms my heart that he got a cup. I wish we could have we should have fucking at least had one more for him. 2019 will forever. I'll never fucking forgive fucking Don nope. Sweeney for not going all in that year. I'm never nope. or Brad Marchand for that fucking line change. Oh, that it, everyone just gave up, and it, it, you know it is what it is. Tuca got left out to dry. Everyone blames Tuca for that game. It's like, bro, holy shit, there was so many other problems going on there. But yeah. like, we won't, we won't, I won't dwell on that. But yeah, like, we don't need like, to rehash that again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I was about to cry, and now I'm really about to cry. <laughs> but um. It just the you know like like I've said I, it, if anyone listens to OB you know I've said this before and I think I did cry a little bit on that podcast when he fucking retired but it, it, it we're so lucky to watch him I never would hold ill will for him retiring like I'm so happy he's starting like his second life you know like these players he gets to be that's what he said in an interview at French media he gets to be a dad finally and it almost broke my fucking heart. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's uh, it, it can't be worse for you on OB than what it was for me, where mm-hmm. I literally went out there and I was like, oh, yeah, Bergeron will be 97% back. <laughs> and the day my inaugural episode drops, he fucking announces that he's done. Like, that that should have been a fucking omen uh, that I should have just stopped yeah. recording podcasts in general. But we should have we, we should have got uh, click clickbait quotes to fucking quote tweet that. <laughs> 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 no, but I I know you, man. I said the same thing. We all thought it was up until Maria Marina, sorry, came on our podcast and she said that thing about him getting his nose done, and I fucking was like, it's over right then and there. I was like, it, you don't do, you don't get, you know this, you don't get your teeth fixed till you're done, unless you're Pasternak and you just, you know, you're that's your vibe, whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> but I like most of these guys, they don't get their faces or teeth fixed until it's all over, right? Like, and, 
Yeah. I, I don't. It just. I, I'm. I'm. Are you curious about Brad Marshawn this year? I'm interested to see what he does. He's um, only played on the line with Bergeron his whole yeah. fucking career, other than like half a season, right? And then when Jim Montgomery's like, I'm going to fuck with the Lions oh, and things went south. Hilarious. Yeah, it didn't go well. No. no. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what see what Marchand does. You know, he's going to, you know, when he plays with Bergeron, he seems to always kind of embrace that playmaker mode because he loves Bergie so much. He wants to feed him for a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope to kind of see a little bit more of a killer instinct in so Brad. Fresh. You know, yeah. it's it's your time, Brad. You're the guy. Like, mm-hmm. let's see you, instead of passing up that shot and throwing it to the middle to Bergie, let's see you mm-hmm. take that shot. Because I know you fucking have it. I've seen it a million times. And I'm, I'm curious about the power play. Like, exactly what you just said. How many times did we watch him get that puck from JD in the corner and tap mm-hmm. it over to Bergeron? Right into the bumper. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 it's gonna be weird. Like, who, what uh, is Coil? Like, I don't fuck. I'm Old so... habits die hard. He's gonna find uh, Van Riemsdyk in that slot oh, in the bumper. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. And that yeah, net I'm... front and bumper. It's gonna be Van Riemsdyk. I think. I'm I'm excited for this season. It's so fucking weird. Like you think with all the trauma we went through this off season that, like you know, especially like you get this as a podcaster as well, and somebody who's in multimedia, you have to roll with the punches. When yep. it's your team, right? Like you, this is what it is. So I'm gonna comment on what I think is right or wrong, and you don't have to listen to me or believe me or think I'm fucking right at all. But it is what it is, and it just uh, I'm excited as a podcaster and uh, I guess media guy. Even though whatever we do, what we do, the, the, I'm ex- I'm I'm just excited for this season and and to see where it all ends up because. Like I had, I saw today that some analytic people said that their their model doesn't have fuck the um the Bruins in the playoffs, and I was like, okay, well, fucking neither did anyone else's last year, and I'm pretty sure Biz Nasty said on fucking Chicklets the Bruins aren't making the playoffs, and it's like, oh, yeah. you know, you never know what's gonna fucking happen, and I, I I don't know, I'm just I'm worried about goal scoring, but I think we're gonna have like a I, I really think it's going to be like old school Bruins vibes, like banging bodies, down low cycles. And, and, and a big fucking component to this is Jim Montgomery. Can he yep. bounce back? It's on you now, Jimmy boy. Like last year, Patrice and the leadership, they, they, they coached on their own. You said it many times in your interviews. You didn't have to say anything. These guys are doing their own thing. Now it's on you, buddy. Like, we talked about and, that when you came on a trade deadline, right? About how mm-hmm. we were kind of annoyed. He said that Bergeron should be coaching the team and that like he just sits back and watches them. Like It's like, bro, it bit you in the ass in the playoffs when Bergeron was fucking at home hurt. Like If I went and I said to the press that I don't actually do my job and other people do my job for me, I wouldn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Like. It's your job to fucking coach. And I understand you need to have respect Mm -hmm. and give maybe Patrice Bergeron a different, you know, degree of leeway. Not that he needs leeway, not that he would take advantage of it, but treat him differently than what you would like a a guy on a one-year deal or anything. You know, he has a legacy with the team. He obviously is the hardest worker on the team. You know, you give him runway. but When it became time to finally coach, it seemed like Jim Montgomery wasn't ready to coach. 
Yeah, I'm still shocked that Swayman didn't start game two. I still, especially now that we like, it hasn't been said, but like we've both heard from different people, and it's kind of scuttlebutt that Omar cracked slash broke his rib when he ran into that post in one of the last games in the season when they took him out of the net. Okay, well then be a fucking coach. You're the third best goalie in the league. Put him in the fucking net, like beside Allmark, right? I mean, even Tuka said it on the Chicklets interview. Like, why are we expecting a different result when we suddenly tap somebody on the shoulder and expect him to play, you know, eight, nine, twelve, fourteen, twenty games in a row? Mm-hmm. He never did that in a regular season. It was a tandem the entire time, yeah. and then suddenly we expect it to be different like no wonder he got injured you guys are playing him four or five games in a row he never played four or five games in a row in the regular season he didn't even fucking do that in buffalo and he was he's very injury prone like it's his it it, it was insane we got through the whole season without an mark injury i thought like and i know he's been working on his knees and you know you know what that's fucking about it's fucking tough mm-hmm. either way right and goalie bobs completely changed his style so he's not on his knees as much great awesome Okay, but then we had a freak. It's a, this is a fucking dumb thing about last season. The amount of freak accidents or freak bullshit sh- like things that happened that which like, is I so mentioned. funny to say after we had the historically best <sighs> regular season ever. It's 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 shocking. It, it it was it was shocking. I was I we we talked about it off like not on podcast. We we're both fucking stunned. Like I don't think I talked to Boosie, you guys, or anybody for like a week just trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And it was just like there was no and even the players had no answers. And like they're professional athletes, you got to fucking brush it off. You got to come uh, I, if if he fucking lets the inmates run the asylum this year, uh, do you want Montgomery to coach? Yeah, he like can't. you he can't coach the team of going further. And like Go ahead. Finish I was your, just gonna say, and like, in his fucking story, coach of the year, the way he's recovered and become like you know the better person, all yep. this fucking shit, and it's just like it's great. Yeah, it, it, but but that all it's <laughs> like nothing you said. You have to do your fucking job. Do your fucking job. Yeah. You know, I honestly to to echo your point from earlier, like it's gonna be like old fashioned Bruins this year. You know, it's gonna be a two two game in the third period instead of a five two game. And it's going to be we're pen, pinned in our own zone and our defense is blocking shots. And mm-hmm. Swayman and, and Linus are going to make a crazy save. It's Minnesota and then, Wild the past couple of years. Yeah, and then we're going to dump it out and we're going to be on the forecheck. And Milan Lucic is going to blow somebody the fuck up mm-hmm. in the corner. The garden's going to interrupt. We're going to get some pressure on the offensive side of things. And it's going to be a greasy goal that gets us a win. Jake That's going to happen. one in. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Jake DeBrus, we're going to see, you know, all sorts of fucking guys. some goals from Saka this season. I'm really Brent excited. Frederick's going to get some yeah. dirty ones. Make geeky. If it doesn't work out, we're fucked. With Ge- I look forward to seeing him play oh, this year. Oh, absolutely. But can we not agree if it doesn't work out, we're so fucked. And that I mean, it's only a two-year center. deal. No, I just mean the third-line center thing. I, I'm not worried about the money or the deal or the player okay. himself. I just mean, like, how long have we been talking now that Charlie Coyle is the best third-line center in fucking hockey? Right? You mean first-line center, huh? Yeah, exactly. My And uh, <laughs> it, I, I, I did like his comments. Like, I know me and you are both on the same page. He's not a first-line center. He's not a second-line no. center. Like, no. in a pinch, he's the second-line center, like, out of 25 yeah. games a year, right? right? Although, I will give him credit. In those first two games against Florida, when he was as that Went one off. seat role, yeah, he played fantastically. But he's a playoff player. 
He is. Like, he just kind of gets is. by through the regular season. Like, he remember the first year we got him? We were like, what the fuck is this? Why did we make this trade? Like, everyone was pissed we traded him. And then he popped him. the and fuck he, off. That goal against Columbus in the second round, holy fucking overtime. Holy shit. And Paul's and probably playoff a dream, run, too. Probably a dream and, come true for him, eh? That, yeah, he was that, on the team in 19, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That was that year, yeah. Yeah, dude, he popped the fuck off on that line Hansen. with um yeah, Ryan Joe. Yeah. Who was the third on that line? Was it Heinen? I swear Probably. it was Heinen. Yeah, I know. And we haven't talked about that I on this know. pod yet, but uh PTO Danton Heinen is back in town and that's pretty yeah. interesting. I I I <laughs> I just choked on my words there for a second, but I think <laughs> Chason's pissed. Cause like I heard his interview and I was like, Man, that was your spot. On the P, like with the PTO, and like if Chase on thought he was getting a spot, like I don't think Heinen's gonna play in the fourth line if he wins the position. But like, would you be mad at a Heinen geeky Frederick line? I think it could be very fucking interesting. See, in my perspective, and, and I'm probably the vocal m- minority here, I don't think Frederick is as good as everybody thinks he is. No, I, know I think that. he is a fourth line player, and I think that that is where he's best suited. I think when we start playing him outside of that fourth line player role, he begins to play out of what makes him successful. He but starts this goes to back to Montgomery. This it goes does. back to Montgomery because Montgomery claimed last year that he wasn't playing in the playoffs because he's not a fourth line player. And I don't think anybody fucking agreed with that, first of all, because we had Greer and Lauko in there, which is I don't think they're bad players, but when you're riding Frederick all, you know what I mean? Like, and it's such a weird cop out, but if you're claiming he's this top nine player now, like you better fucking use, utilize him properly next year. And you better hope to fucking God that Taylor Hall wasn't the main reason he got those fucking 18 goals or whatever he got. Right. Yeah, dude. And I'm right there with you. Like, I feel like a lot of that was just, a result of the teammates he or the line mates he was playing with. Yeah. He cleaned up a lot of garbage. And you know, I don't want to diminish his accomplishment. You know, 18 goals. He was like the third highest five on five scorer on the team, which is mm-hmm. something to be said. So I'll give him credit. Too. But I still, I, I don't think he's passed the eye test. Mm-hmm. And I think I he had, it. I think he probably overproduced based upon the opportunities he was presented with. And I don't believe that he will continue that pace. This is so. my thing. Charlie Coyle with Frederick is like, there was, I don't know what the numbers were analytically and stuff, but five on five minutes, it was like uh, Frederick and Coyle together were like, I think it was like 32 goals for and like 10 against or something like that. And then Coyle by himself, he was just getting like caved in, which is like such a weird thing to think. But either way, some players, you you know this, some players just click. They work well together and it is what it is, right? And then you, like we talked about half from fucking, what, the new year on, Taylor Hall is riding shotgun with them. So it's like you have a fucking former MVP, um, 100-point player a couple times in his life. You know, like you're gonna get. It's the same thing if you put someone past a. I think I'd get fucking ten goals, right? Like it's like it is what it is. But my, my it, it, this is my thing with Montgomery. If you're gonna be this guy, you're gonna claim Fredericks is this guy, but then you're gonna come out and be like, my top six is veteran. Like I, I'm torn because I get what you're saying. Frederick might not he could have just had a really good year and a contract season right if fuck we see it for all the fucking time 
But if you're claiming he's this guy, why aren't you putting him with Coyle and Marshawn to start the year, right? Like if 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 he's this analytic darling that yeah. is not a you know not a fourth liner anymore, well, where's the balls, right? Like and it's like I I want JVR with Pasta and Zaka because I think it's gonna rejuvenate his game. And plus I don't know if you heard, but JVR I guess his knees are doing great and he looks really good out on the ice skating around, good. which is huge positive because we we played against he was a B killer when he was on the Leafs. Shout out University of New Hampshire. Let's go. Yeah, UNH product. Uh, shout out uh, 411 Lauren uh, skating under the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like you he. it's the same as like you can't run the, let the inmates run the asylum. So like it's like Montgomery, are you going to nut up or shut up here? Like what, what's going on? You know, like. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean on the personnel side of things, like I see JVR playing that net front presence and then I feel like if we sign chase on like mm-hmm. that pp2 role right oh, there yeah. in the net front once again they're like the same kind of fucking player like dude he's a stanley cup front. winner mm-hmm. i forgot about that honestly and i was listening to him talk and he said the year after he won the cup he had to take a pto in edmonton and then i remember that year in edmonton remember how many power play goals he got it was like 20 or something like that it was something, something fucking stupid. insane yeah yeah it, it, i Okay, you you're a nerd just like me. You like Marvel and stuff, right? Yeah. Do you not think that Don Sweeney is kind of like Thanos collecting Infinity Stones with bottom six players right now, and just like hoping to God it works out? <laughs> right? Yeah, like, dude. Like it, he's like, if I bring in all these people in the training camp, one of them's gonna work out, right? right? Like, fuck. It, it's like it's just, and then it's like also too, it's. You know how it works. You bring in good players to, or you bring in players to push your other players, like you know, in training camp and stuff like this. But then there's also the notion that most teams like Tukaraska are picked before training camp even fucking starts. So it's like, I'm very curious to see what. Like, I think this is the first training camp in a long time that we actually have to pay attention to. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Like, it's gonna be great to see, and I'm also excited for the. Uh... Um, prospects challenge, which is oh, actually yeah. happening this week. Yeah, I'm going um, on fucking Saturday. Yeah, so it's going down on Friday, this Friday the fifteenth on September, mm. Saturday the sixteenth, and actually Monday the eighteenth. So um, it is weird they like skip yeah. Sunday for the some. Two reason. games are on Saturday though, because that's I think that's why I'm going Saturday. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really I'm, intrigued to see what kind of goes down. Um, I hope to see Matthew Poitra play. He, I think it, it, I, okay, get, sorry to cut you off. You're good, I, dude. I, I have a question to you about this because I'm a huge Portois guy. I've seen him play live, and mm-hmm. I've from day. Do you know what's crazy is when they drafted him, I fucking ripped the pick. I was like, this is the dumbest pick. There was another guy I wanted. I don't even remember now, which is hilarious. But I was like, this is an awful pick. I can't believe we. And then I went and saw him live. Uh, when Guelph came to play the Knights, and I was like, oh, my God, I was so wrong. I was like, this kid's a pit bull out there. And he's like, yes, he's on the sm- – He, I, I, I say to people, he's like if Bergeron and Marshawn were put into one person, and yet he might not have the skill totally. Like, we don't know the career clearly. It's He's a fucking 18-year-old kid right now. But the way he fucking plays on the ace, he gets the inside. You see now in this preseason, he's got he's putting up fucking shorthanded goals. He put up three points the first game, two points the second game. Like I'm really excited to see him in camp. 
I don't think he's gonna win a spot. Whatever, that's fine. But you're you like like this is my problem. What if he fucking shows the fuck up, goes sicko mode in camp? Do you keep him for the nine games? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Yes. I mean, yes. that's what happened with Bergeron, right? Yes. I mean, yes. he was a second round pick. I mean, obviously, Poitras is not a natural rookie here. He's had another mm-hmm. year down, maybe a couple. I don't know. He was but, drafted. Um, COVID, I think his first year was COVID, right? This is yeah. So twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, like, give him a chance. Like, we're mm-hmm. in a position where we can afford to give some. If he wants to show up and prove that he can play top six minutes in the NHL. Fucking do it. Seth like, Jarvis did it successfully for Carolina. Right. As a 19 year old kid. Like, you see it all the fucking time. And I'm not saying push him into a spot. I'm saying make him earn the, it. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, and that's another thing. Don't put him in camp with Lee Sell and fucking Harris and his wings. Like, you know what I mean? Like, see if he's got, like, see what this fucking kid's got. Put him mm-hmm. in between Marshawn and DeBrusque. See what the fuck he's got. Like, mm-hmm. play it out. And, and that's another thing, too. Guess what? Doesn't work out in the first five games. You send him back to Guelph, and you don't even burn a year of his fucking contract. So his year, so when he comes next year, and he probably will make the team in the way he's projecting so far, mm-hmm. you have three years at eight hundred thousand yeah close to nine hundred thousand for a kid who will probably be playing top six minutes for you absolutely and i i it wouldn't honestly surprise me to see him actually make the team this year as weird as that is i'm throwing throwing it out there he is my like um, he's my dark horse to make it out of camp when people don't really expect it i mean look at it we need centers and if he can be a top six center shot and put Zaka at the two, like maybe even Zaka 1C, Poitras 2C, Coil 3C. We're not hurting on depth. I, like, You know what I, I thought too is then you can have a line of geek. I know geeky is supposed to come and play center, but like then you have a line of geeky Frederick and fucking Coil as your third line, and you instantly just became, your depth is back. I mean, and then our defense depth never went anywhere. No, I, I love the people being like, the Bruins defense could be good as last year. Bitch, we have the same fucking decor that we did yeah. pre-trade deadline. It's the same. We... Yeah, everybody's like, oh, a lot of changes. And the Bruins blew. Literally, the only fucking change is Clifton. And he got healthy scratch in the postseason anyway. So and, and shut the fuck in, up. And we bring in Shattenkirk, who people are saying might be the most best undercover signing of this year for $1 million, which is like, I, I'm. I want to see it. Obviously, like you, you never want ill will against any of the fucking players on in just across the league. Clearly, but like, yeah. I think he's gonna be really good with our young guys. And like, what if Lori comes out for a game or two? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's somebody Shad- I wanted to talk about for the, yeah. the prospect thing that's going on here. So oh, Laura, yeah, I can, mean, yeah, yeah. We I think that you. he'll be there. Um, I hope Lysel's there. I hope Lysel Harrison shows out better. Be there. Um. Yeah, I hope Mark Markulov. We can see him play. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> do you think asked. Beecher will be there? I think Beecher would probably be there at this point. I don't know. Maybe he might be. Lock Mellis. Oh, I'm really uh, fucking. What's his name? Low qual, um, low quality over on short shift. He's been a big yep. Lock Mellis guy, and I'm I'm riding that bandwagon too. I think he maybe not a top six guy like he thinks, but I think he'll be a Bruin. It might take a couple years, but I think he'll play for the big club eventually. Just like his friend, uh, not friend. I don't know if they're actually friends, but they're countrymen. 
you know, Bruins legend Casper's dog events. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's Sully, that's Sully or Mel's uh, character guy on Chell. Yeah, in their <laughs> Chell team. Yeah, yeah, dude. But yeah, like this prospect challenge, I, I I'm working on credentials for Prime Time Productions because I saw that they're giving it the giving them out, um, which would be cool because then I can bring my laptop and write some shit down and all that. Oh junk. yeah. But man, I'm so excited. And you know what? I'm so sick of fucking having... Like, yeah, okay, we don't have good prospect pool. Whatever. Fuck off. But this is how I looked at it. I said this on OB, and I think we talked about this um, when we were gaming one night. One of these fucking prospects and centers have to hit. Like, Marshawn yep. wasn't a top prospect. Mm-mm. Lucic wasn't a fucking top prospect. Like, Pasta you know wasn't I mean? a top prospect. No. And it's just like... It, like, like you, I just think guys like Merkulov, Lee Sell, Lee Sell had a tough year, man. He played so much hockey in such a fucking short span, and he just burnt out. And then that concussion, you know, like yeah, I, against Hartford, yeah. You know what's crazy? He looks like a man this year. Isn't that kind of weird? Like he was like a boy last year, and all of a sudden, all the summer, he grew and it, he's got a big jawline. I'm what's like, really oh, weird shit. to me is that it, he admitted that this was a summer that he couldn't work out as hard because yeah. of the concussion like, symptoms he couldn't that were even, lingering. He couldn't fly over to development camp. He had to wait because, like, it was within. It was still within. So he got his bell rung. Like you know, you know that if you can't get on a fucking plane, you yeah, that means doctors are saying that shit to you, and that's like some serious yeah. shit, right? So, I, I I'm really like like you said, Portois is gonna be there. Fucking, I mean, I think Harrison could be something. I think it might take a couple years, and he might only be a third liner, but I think he could really surprise us. Um, he's also, he's from London, Ontario. Take a drink, everybody. I'll drink with you. But I just, I don't know, man. I'm really excited for this prospect challenge. I'm really excited to see what we have as an organization going forward because I'm in the boat of if test all these prospects and stuff out. And if it doesn't work and which ones you don't like, or you don't like retool, sell them off for picks, start over. We're in a new era. You know, like, it's like, it, I'm done trading first-round picks for fucking, unless it's somebody with term that is young that's going to help us for the future. Yeah. I'm fucking yep. done. I am done with that shit. And I get it. The draft is a fucking crapshoot. But, hey, we got pasta. We got Macaboy. We got pasta. We got Charlie. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And, and we're never going to be, we're in a market where we're never going to be a rebuilder, right? You know, mm-hmm. the Jacobs family will never tolerate us being in the basement for like five, six seasons like they are, what they're doing over in Buffalo and other markets. Mm-hmm. So, I and, and I, and I both... appreciate that personally. No, yeah. I think me and you both talked about this before too, where we said, I wouldn't mind a retool the year this year. Like not retool to the point where you're selling guys off you shouldn't be, which had to happen anyways. But more in a retool, like okay, let's just kind of punt punt this till we have the money. Yeah, I mean, I I think that I I think that we're in a spot where it's not fair for us to say to to Pasta and Charlie McAvoy where we don't expect to win. Because yeah, then you treat but, them like Eric Carlson and Mark Stone, and then yeah. you know what I mean. And you become the Ottawa Senators for eight years. Yeah, and, and we're not in a place where it makes sense to trade those guys either. Like, it... Lindholm is on one of the best fucking contract. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that 6.5 in two years is going to look unbelievable. 
unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially with the cap continuing to go up and everything. I can't but like, he signed six point five for eight years. <laughs> like this year is house money, right? The expectations yeah. are so low. But I am actually low key optimistic about this team because of the expectations being exponentially lower. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're kind of like as Coil as you alluded to. They're kind of like, you know what? You're all are fucking sleeping on us, mm-hmm. like. Just because Bergeron and Krejci are gone, we're still a good fucking team, and maybe other teams will come into the to the, in the in the TD Garden and they'll say, okay, well, they don't have Bergeron or Krejci anymore. This is going to be an easier night, and hopefully that can motivate these guys to say, hey, it's I can happen. be a number one center, I can be a second line center, and who knows, dude? Like, I'm excited to see how it goes. I think it will channel some of those late 2000s early 2010s bees teams that were having to work a little harder to score goals pump and pump guys exactly it's just like shorzy says fucking fill them in and run them up right like absolutely and that's like you you heard the coil interview obviously which you were just kind of citing there dude i was like oh shit this guy's like he sounds like he's fucking ready for this year and it it, 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 this is the thing that i don't get with people we have two of the top five goalies we have two of the top 10 defensemen and we have the best right winger and a top five left winger what's arguably yeah arguably two top 10 wingers in the league yeah what the fuck is the problem i'm so what like I've said before, like the Islanders have done it for years without having a number one C. Bergeron never put up like yes, it's what he did on the other side of the puck. I get that. That you got to keep the puck out of your fucking net. Islanders have been fine. Minnesota has been fine. All these teams that don't have true number one centers that figure it out in different ways. And you're telling me the Jennings and Vesna winner aren't gonna fucking hold their shit together this year? Like I, I just. It might be recency bias, but I'm calling you fucking crazy if you think the Bruins aren't making the playoffs next year. Yeah, dude, I, and I 100% agree. I think it's I think it's just exhaustion at this point because so many of these fans are wanting to see change because change is fun. You know, it gets exhausting to see the same three teams representing a division in the postseason every single time, and that can kind of uh, I think outweigh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, fuck you, Gary. You're gonna have to take down Brent in that pay per view yeah. later on. But um, I think I think like that that recency bias and that and that exhaustion can get in the way of people's critical thinking skills and say, you know, the Bruins just had two guys that are big roles on their team retire. I'm so tired of seeing the Bruins in a prominent position. Mm-hmm. They're definitely going to take a step back because you can't say that as much about you know Toronto and Tampa right now. Oh, Toronto's all in this year, and I get it. They don't have a fucking option. Their money's running out. You know, you just signed fucking Matthews to, like, half of the fucking salary. So, like, you, like, they went all in this year. And I get it because that's the thing, too, with Bruins fans. I call them skies falling fans, chicken little fans. Because (laughs) I look at it. Can it get any fucking worse? We lost our fucking, the golden goat of, but, like, was Bergeron was the face of Boston for years now, right? Since Brady left, right? And gone. Krejci has number two. Gone. Fucking Taylor Hall, former MVP, gone. Fucking Felino, fan favorite, didn't play the best here, but you know, gone. It. We lost in the first round after winning fucking ninety-seven games last year. Can it get any fucking worse? Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, like the fans in Boston for the Bruins specifically are so fucking spoiled. It is <sighs> ridiculous, and 
and especially I notice it now more that I'm working at a brewery and I'm sitting here behind the bar and I'm pouring beers and I'm wearing a t-shirt and people can see my, my Bobby Orr tattoo on my arm and everyone's like, Oh, Bobby Orr, you must be a Bruins guy. <laughs> and then, rough go this year. They really sucked the last few years. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, you have no yeah. fucking idea, dude. Like, we are yeah. so fortunate to live in the region that we do and, and follow the team that we do. I know you don't live here, but, like, you're a Bruins mm-hmm. fan. So mm-hmm. you, we're fortunate to have the team that we do. Like, there's other teams that have had a really, really good team like the Ottawa team that we were talking about a little while ago, they don't sustain it. You know, they have one, two, three, four, maybe at max great seasons. And then time, you know, does its thing and it's a cyclical nature here. They have to make changes. Somehow this team has always maintained since like 2007, Mm -hmm. that competitive juice and that competitive edge to be one of the top teams in the league, at least in the top 15 in the league, I feel like consistently. Oh, yeah, no questions asked. And it, I know it's it, uh, it's just like I consider myself a mass hole just by association, right? Because I fucking, all my buddies, you guys, we all, you guys all live in New England and shit. And it, I don't know, it just, it's, it's just so interesting to me that people still have stuff to complain about. Like, Bergeron won a fucking cup like you know what I mean like as much as yes shit happens like it, it it's just those people that can find the negativity and everything right and like me and you have both said multiple times on this like what, I'm excited for the future man like I'm excited to see where this goes and where it takes us as an organization because we haven't been in this position in a long fucking time where it's very unknown yes there's like I just spoke like we have a lot of top players in the league but good players can play on shitty teams, you know? You never know what the fuck's going to happen. So I just I advise everyone to just chill the fuck out. Get excited for the, it's the This is what I said to Boosie on Only Bruins. Um, if you don't know, it's who I do the podcast with, Nick Busa, one of our really good buddies. We do the streams with him and stuff. Shout out Downtown Boosie. Hell yeah. Uh, he's Downtown Boosie 2 on Twitter now, I think, if you want to go follow him. Um, but I was saying to him, it 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 amazes me how much like people uh people like the like like I was saying people are so negative and shit towards everything but like you said we 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 have um been one of the top teams like you hear JBR and Shattenkirk and all these guys like I'm coming to the Bruins because they fucking win you know like these guys didn't come here to fucking retire and, and have a free skate every Saturday matinee game you know. Yeah, it's not the fucking ice capades, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I just, I don't know, I just think people need to relax and, um, I don't know, just be, it's the 100th year, let's just fucking enjoy it. We were the first franchise to, and the American franchise to join the NHL. USA! A, USA! It, uh, dude, as a Canadian, I fucking love that and respect that and want to celebrate it because, like, like I was going to say this earlier, you have Toronto Media um, juggernauts, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick over at 32 Thoughts talking about the Bruins. And, you know, Merrick's playing both sides and he's got to get the best out of Elliot Friedman. And he was like, so what do you think of the Bruins? And he was like, I never worry about the Bruins because they always fucking figure it out. 
You can never count out the Bruins. No. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck is our own fan base doing that? It makes zero sense to that, me. That's going to be my title for the episode. <laughs> there you episode go. eight of the Two Pad Stack featuring Brett Howard. You can never count out the Bruins. You know what's even more ironic is number eight was my number growing up. So it's perfect that I make my debut on Two Pad Stack. There we go. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's uh, the, the man. big guy, yeah. Cam Neely, right there. Yeah. Um, Let's bring this to a wrap here, Brett. We're uh, yep. coming up on an hour, 46 minutes. This is going to be the longest episode of Two Bad Stacks. So if you're still listening, we appreciate you. We love you. Yeah. Um, make Sorry. sure you follow. I don't shut the fuck up, guys. Sorry. No, I'm dude, probably... it's been great. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been, I love I'm, it. I looked at my phone, and I was like, holy fuck. And then I saw the time up in the corner. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is just me and Ace, though. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're just shooting the shit. It's great. So yeah. no no complaints whatsoever. It's been good. Um any closing thoughts for you as we are uh, coming in on training camp? Uh, well, f- uh, first off, I'm going to say thanks for fucking having me on. This was a blast. Uh, Bears, you suck. No, I'm just kidding. Love you too, buddy. <laughs> We're going to have to do this again. Uh, I know me and you and Boos have talked about crossover pods that are going to we're already in the works we just got to figure out something that works out for everybody but i want to really uh thank you and i appreciate you having me on tonight we got great shit going over at prime time and it couldn't be happier that we're all on this fucking great networking journey together but um to close the thoughts on the bruins just like i said man everyone needs to just fucking relax next weekend there's gonna be a fucking um What's it called? Fashion show with the new jerseys. We'll have something to look forward to. Prospect camps coming up or prospect challenges this weekend. It will be streamed. Um, I know all of us will be fucking retweeting that shit. And you can find it on all of our socials most likely. Um, But yeah, man, like training camps right around the corner. I'm excited to get this season going. Um, And I just... I'm I'm just I don't know I'm excited to see where this fucking takes us because we're in really uncharted waters right now it's anxiety city like we and you have talked about before but it's also really fucking exciting and um I don't know it's 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 we might not win 75 games this year but we're gonna be a playoff team and we're gonna fucking compete and that's all I ask out of my organization absolutely dude I'm right there with you well said um, all I will say is that I'm ready for this season to, to, to start, drop the mm-hmm. fucking puck. It's Dog starting to feel like annoying, fall dude. out there, dude. Like the yeah. leaves are starting to change here in new England and it's, um, starting to feel like hockey fucking season. Mel's drinking pumpkin beers way too fucking Fuck early. The, <laughs> so gross. Um, uh, all right guys. Well, thanks very much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Once again, thank you to our partners at primetime productions for, uh, working with us and uh shout out to brett howard you want to follow him on x or twitter that is at brett howard underscore um follow the only bruins podcast what's that handle again brett uh at only bruins pod and then as always follow us the two pad stack and that is at the at two pad stack pod we are now also on youtube we are also on TikTok. We are on Instagram. So follow all of our socials to get all the latest two pad stack content. Thank you very much, guys. Have a wonderful one, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Go bees.